Welcome back to another episode of TIP, also known as the Influencer Podcast. Um, today's guest is really cool. She's actually probably my favorite person to follow on Instagram. Her name is Brianna Weist. And if you don't know who she is, I'm excited to introduce you to her today because she will change your life. She is one of the most inspiring people that I've ever gotten to quote unquote meet. We haven't met in person, which is why she's my favorite person to follow on Instagram. She's a writer and editor and an author. She has built a worldwide readership through thousands of published articles and tens of millions of views of those articles. She is a contributor to a lot of incredible outlets like Forbes and Medium. And um, she's a journalist and she has spoken in cities around the world. She's the author of five books and her insight and wisdom into life and viewing life and really taking ownership of your life and what that looks like is incredible. She's like a poet. I mean, the, her words are just magical. If you do not follow her on Instagram, go right now. It's Brianna Weist. It's B-R-I-A-N-N-A-W-I-E-S-T. Um, if you follow me at Joel Solomon, you'll probably see that I repost a lot of her quotes on my Instagram stories. I cannot wait for you guys to hear this conversation. It is really going to help you adapt and learn and be willing to give up on what's not working for you so you can invest in what is. Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon, a marketing strategist, brand building expert, speaker, and New York Times bestselling publicist. This is where I take you behind the scenes with today's top influencers, industry insiders, and entrepreneurs as they share step-by-step strategies to help you turn your online dreams into a purposeful and profitable business. Hi, Brianna. It is so good to have you with us today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I am so excited. So I have to admit, I first fell in love with you, I guess I should say, had a mad crush on you through Instagram, (laughs) Um, Instagram stalking. I think that one of your quotes came up on someone's feed, which then led to the rabbit hole that happens on Instagram, especially if you're someone who... Uh, loves quotes as much as I do, and just really started to fall into a lot of your work and what you do. And I um, bought your book, 101 Essays That Will Change the Way You Think, which it's not just the title, you all, it actually will change the way that you think. It is phenomenal. And it was so funny, my sister-in-law actually just texted me today. It's kind of interesting how the universe works, but she texted me a picture of the cover of 101 Essays That Will Change the Way You Think. And she was like, have you bought this book yet? Because I think I'd sent her one of your quotes. And she was like, have you bought this book yet? I'm thinking about getting it. I was like, I do have it. And I'm actually talking to her later today. And she was like, oh my gosh. So um, for those who may not know you, which I know a lot of our incredible listeners do follow me on Instagram. So they've probably seen me repost you a million times, but I would love for you to kind of share a little bit about, um, your journey as a writer and as someone who inspires and is really put on this planet, I think to enact change in a really, um, a really meaningful and radical and intentional way. First of all, wow. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) Um, 
Okay, so I am I'm, I'm 26. I'm actually turning 27 on Friday. And um, I've been writing for about seven years professionally. I started when I was 20. And um, I've I've actually done a lot of different types of writing in my career, and I didn't intend, not initially at least, to be a career author or anything like that. Um, I thought I would be an editor. Um, I thought I would do journalism. I've written, uh, done a lot of news writing. Um, I've done a lot of entertainment reporting. Um, and so really it was um, editing and writing. That was my, my passion and love and plan. And um, I, I figured out pretty early on that I really loved the, the type of writing that I'm really focused in on now. And I really see myself doing long term, which is this book. And, and of course, like everything you see on Instagram, I'm pretty much what I write day to day now. Um, and, and, it, and you know what? It just, it was my journey. It was all these things that interested me. I had to learn to change the way I think and it, it transformed my whole life. Um, I would, you know, even a little under a decade ago, nobody spoke about emotional intelligence, not the way they do now. Um, the, the, the evolution, the progress that I've seen from people has been incredible. The, the evolution and progress that I've seen just in people's general interest in speaking about things like trauma or self-sabotage, it's, it's skyrocketed in the past seven years. I am so grateful to be a part of it. I am so happy to hopefully be someone that facilitates a lot of that learning and inner growth. Um, I, you know, I really do tell this story kind of a lot, but I, I definitely did, did not think of myself as this, this type of writer, certainly not someone like inspired. Like I didn't sit down and be like, let me inspire people today. Like that was never my intent. I just wrote down and, and I sat down, excuse me, and wrote, what I felt most compelled by, what I thought was most, what was, you know, revelations to me. Um, it changed the way that I, I thought and behaved and my relationships, just everything. Um, so that's kind of how I got to where I am now. And then um, you talked about how you had to kind of go through this process yourself and change the way that you're, that you were thinking. So can you kind of take us back to that time before and what, your thinking and what your life was really like before you started to kind of practice the principles that you have been writing about? Yeah, absolutely. Um, if I could sum it up, I would say I just had a quintessential victim mindset and complex. I thought that life was happening to me and I really didn't take any responsibility or didn't see how it was more so a reflection of me. Um, and in starting to take this kind of radical self-responsibility and starting to understand my unconscious biases, why I think the way I do, how our brains are wired, what trauma is, you know, that, that was another really huge thing. Everyone is traumatized. Trauma, trauma is only when something scares you and then you never get over that fear. And it starts to really inform a lot of the ways that you behave. And, uh, you know, I struggled in probably every part of my life. I had, you know, a handful of diagnoses, um, with, you know, anxiety, depression, whatever it was. And it controlled my life and it controlled me. And I thought I would 
I, I thought I was going to have to live with it forever. I didn't really think that complete healing was possible. Um, and, and that's because nobody was telling me what I needed to hear, which was that um, my life wasn't a mess because I was anxious and depressed. I was anxious and depressed because my life was a mess. And I had to transform my life to completely heal. And to transform your life, you have to completely change the way you think about your life. And I'm talking about everything. So let's even begin with the, the biggest challenges that are in front of you. And maybe you have, you've been battling them for years and years and years and nothing has happened. You have tried every which way to heal. You have done everything anyone has ever told you and, and you still can't get there. It develops a learned helplessness. And so the way that you would change the way you think about that is by simply saying, I am willing to see this change. That one sentence was transformative for me. I am willing to see this change. Because when you look at a lifelong problem and you say, I'm willing to see this change, it actually kind of, it starts to change on its own. It, it dislodges it from the energy that it's in and starts to transform on its own. And how, how so did you see this? Was it like, was it a change in the way that you connected with people? Was it that you had more gratitude in your day? Was it a physical sense? How, how did that manifest for you? Because I think for a lot of times people don't know where or how to look for the signs. Mm. Yeah. I think it started really, really simply. Um, just changing the way that I thought about my daily routine. And then the next big one that you mentioned was relationships. And I noticed that the quality of my relationships was a reflection of me most of the time. When I wasn't in a good place, my relationships were not doing well. But when I was taking care of myself and um, getting healthier and getting happier, I started to form strong friendships and bonds and I'm married now and, you know, things that I didn't even think I could do at one point. So what you're asking is, will you clarify the question for me again? I want to answer it correctly. Yeah. Just, um, how were you able to kind of recognize the shifts in your own life? Um, because I think that a lot of times people, they, it's hard for them to see if a change is happening or if a shift in thinking is working because they don't know where to look for the signs. Okay. It's, it's how you feel and it's the shift in your outcomes. It's those two things. So the first thing that changing the way that you think should do is it should feel like a weight comes off you. It should lighten you. It should make you feel more open to different possibilities or change. That's the first thing that it should do. The next thing might be the introduction of some really uncomfortable issues in your life, because for the first time, you might be really confronting long-term issues that you've never looked at, you've never healed, you've never released, you've never acknowledged. And then to grow, to step out of your comfort zone, that might be really uncomfortable too. So the first sign that you're looking for isn't like bliss. If that's what you're looking for, you're going to be, you're going to be trapped in a cycle of just looking for the next contact high. It's never going to work. What you're looking for is, am I willing to do the hard work? Am I willing to be uncomfortable for the sake of a greater good? Because a lot of the time when people are struggling, they think they're really, really unhappy. And actually they're just really, really complacent. So they're doing a lot of things to like numb themselves. So they're not really conscious of how they feel. And the breakthrough moment actually resembles more of a breakdown. Mm. It's when 
finally have like a surge of emotion and all those feelings come out. It's, um, you know, it's that moment when you're ready to just look up at the ceiling and scream, like, I will not live like this anymore. That breaking point, that's your break. That's your breakthrough. And I would love to know, how do you define or um, distinguish the difference between complacency and unhappiness? Oh, that's a great question. I, I guess, I guess they're kind of similar, right? Um, but I think that your unhappiness, I don't know, I have to think about it. Complacency and unhappiness. Because you had just mentioned that, you know, a lot of times people feel that they're unhappy in their lives, that things aren't going the way that they want it to go when really they just may be complacent. Yeah, I think it's the same thing, um, which is when you're really unhappy, it's because you aren't making growth or change. Mm, yeah. I think one is one is an extension of the other. Yeah. I could see, I can see that. And I, I feel like you probably get more of one with the other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? um, I want to kind of dive into, I mean, this book is so incredible guys. If you have not picked up um, 101 essays that will change the way you think, um, definitely do it. We'll make sure to put a link um, in the show notes as well. But I would love to kind of walk through some of the stuff that really stuck out to me when I was reading the book. And um, I love that how it's, the book is laid out is that there's so many different chapters, if you will, themes, if you will, in the book. And then it kind of goes through, uh, uh, you know, different numbers kind of under those themes of kind of the things that support the theme that you're talking about. So in one of them, it is, um, 16 signs of a social, of a socially intelligent person. And the one that really stuck out to me that I would love for you to kind of touch on a little bit deeper is that you say that, um, people who are socially intelligent, who have really evolved into this uh, higher form of social intelligence, they know how to practice healthy dissociation. So what I took from that, it's basically like, it's the opposite of a narcissist, right? Like they don't think, you know, they don't think that the world kind of revolves around them. So I would love to kind of, because I think that this is one that a lot of times people have a hard time with, you know, to say, if, if someone's mean to you, well, does that have something to do with me? Or if someone, let's say that you ask someone, um, Hey, can I have, can I have, you know, a recommendation? Can I have your friend's number that, you know, um, can do my makeup? And they're like, no, I don't really feel comfortable giving that to you. And then you're like, well, what did I say? Did I do something wrong? Like, was that rude? And, you know, you kind of start to internalize it and make it about you. So, um, shed a little bit of light into what, unhealthy dissociation is and then what practicing healthy dissociation looks like so yes so the one of the telltale signs of someone who is socially unintelligent is that they do something which is they ascribe intent and that, that means that they take kind of innocuous stimuli stimuli and they they project their own ideas onto it. So it's like someone, you know, cuts you off in traffic and you think they have a vendetta against you or, you know, something, you know, goes wrong at work and you think, well, they're all conspiring, you know, <laughs> to have me fired. Um, where, where it could just be the person in traffic is just having a bad day or just needed to get in that lane. And yeah, it was rude, but it, it might not have anything to do with you. Or at work, maybe they just need the project done differently. Or maybe you aren't, you know, 
fulfilling the expectations of your position. And it's, it's not really a personal attack. It's, it's just the reality of it. So when you're ascribing a tent, intent, you are um, basically a, a, attaching an outcome to something that really doesn't have anything to do with you. So to practice healthy disassociation, you recognize that for most other people, they're not really thinking about you, not anywhere near as often as you think they are. They're thinking about themselves. You, Your world revolves around you, but other people's do not. They're kind of also in their own world and really primarily thinking about themselves and their own well-being and progress and, and what have you. And so people really, you know, see their own lives through the eyes of other people. Um, and it's so ironic because we're all just really thinking about ourselves. So to practice that healthy disassociation, it's, 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 a, it's a humbling process. It is a reminder that, you know, even for our worst offenses, no one is judging us anywhere near as much as we think they are. And in that, you know, I, I think it's a really beautiful, liberating, freeing thing to remember that we are impermanent, to remember that eventually, you know, we will all be forgotten. And, and I think that's what makes life so special. Um, but I also think that frees us from the mental grip of constantly fearing what other people perceive about us. Mm, that's so good. Thank you. Um, I would love to dive into another chapter. Um, it was how to know when the only thing in the way of your happiness is you. There were so many good ones in here um, that I would love for you to kind of dive into a little bit more. And one of the ones that stuck out to me is um, the solution to most of your problems is just changing the way that you think about them, which is kind of the premise of everything that we're talking about. But a lot of times I think that can be really scary for people because then you have to admit full responsibility of your life and really admitting that you have no control over anything or anyone other than yourself to some degree. Um, so I would love for you to kind of um, dive into that one a little bit more because I think that that's one that a lot of us can relate to. Oh boy. Oh yes. So I have a book coming out next year. It's a book on self-sabotage. It's a book on this exactly. In a world where so many people are truly, truly, truly the victim of unspeakable atrocities, systemic injustices, the misuse of power, it is imperative that we are not victims of ourselves as well. There is nothing that is holding you back as much as you are. And I can say this confidently because your subconscious mind is an extremely intelligent mechanism that you don't realize has unconscious associations to keep you safe and small and held back. There is nobody and there is nothing that is in your way more than you are. And um, th there's nothing that's holding you back from pursuing happiness as much as you are. Um, and there are a lot of reasons for it, for this. A lot of them have to do with safety and comfort, but a lot of them are just unconscious biases, old beliefs we had and never evolved out of. Um, but a lot of the time when we're self-sabotaging, it's because we have two coexisting but conflicting needs. One is conscious, one is unconscious. So um, an example would be the conscious need is 
um, we want to become more financially stable. And then the unconscious association with having money is what you always heard growing up, which was rich people are evil. So you create, it becomes this internal conflict. And so you get to this point where you have to reconcile within yourself what you want and whether or not you're going to go after it. And then I'm just like pausing because it's really good. Um... As creators, we often don't have a huge team to build our business, but that doesn't mean that we have to do it alone. Kajabi gives you all the tools that you need to build a profitable business. Kajabi is your all-in-one platform for digital products. Designed for creators to create, market, and sell their digital content, no matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, passions, and experiences into enriching online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, thriving communities, personalized coaching, and so much more. Now, there is a reason why Kajabi has been the go-to place for over a decade for so many creators. And you guys know how much I love data. You hear me talk about it all the time on this podcast, the importance of analytics. With Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates. With Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates, all built in. The best part? You don't need a huge audience to make sustainable income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com influencer. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash influencer. Kajabi.com slash influencer and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $6 billion. Now we know that running a small business is no feat, but our friends at JustWorks are here to make it a whole lot easier for us. JustWorks software automates HR for both employees and admins. As a reliable and flexible platform, JustWork earns back time so you can focus on running your business with big confidence. Signing up is a breeze. In just 30 minutes, you can set up payroll that streamlines paying your team, saves time, and mitigates errors. And it's desktop and mobile friendly. Plus, you can get ready to pay yourself and your amazing team in as little as two business days. That is the kind of speed and efficiency that we need as small businesses. You can even integrate time tracking and benefits that support running your small business with ease. Don't miss your chance to get one month free by visiting justworks.com influencer. Secure the limited time offer and start letting JustWorks run your payroll so you don't have to. Start your free month now at justworks.com influencer. Then the other one that kind of popped out. Well, first, I I guess I want to ask you what came up for me when you were mentioning that is how would you define the difference between a victim and living in victimhood? Oh, that's a great one. So a victim is when your life has become collateral damage or you have been hurt or intentionally or maybe even not intentionally but by someone else's actions that had absolutely nothing to do with you. Um, This can be on a macro scale, 
you know, this can be societies and systems like that. It can happen on a micro scale, you know, abuse, anything like that. But then a victim mindset is different. A victim mindset is thinking that basically everything is ever and everyone is out to get you and that you don't have any responsibility or control over your life. Because while it's true that you don't have control over a lot of big things that happen in the world because you can't control other people's actions or what's, what pre-exists, you have 100% control, if not an extraordinary amount of influence in what happens in your day-to-day life. And I really think that's the fertile breeding ground of our lives. When we learn to take complete responsibility for everything that is within our control, we, we come to find that the things that really bother us day to day, we're, we're really always within our power to change, especially our relationships, our productivity, our health, our wellness, our success, ambition, all of it. And if you think that that's a selfish pursuit, that it would be you know self-involved to think about something like that, it's not. Because when you get out of your own way, you make it possible to create something or be someone who helps others. Empowered people empower people. But it's not going to happen. You're, you're doing nobody any good by sitting there and feeling co- completely, you know, uh, defeated. Um, and so the, the victim mindset is so different from actual victimhood. Um, I hope I, I hope I explained it well enough. Yeah. And I would love to know, why do you think so many of us on this planet, uh, tend to falter to that? You know, how does it serve us? What is the safety mechanism there that, um, that by giving your power away to this idea that you have, that you're not responsible for your life and that you, you know, everyone and everything is out to get you. How does that end up serving those? I honestly think people just are genuinely unaware of their inner power. I really think that's mostly what it comes down to. They just don't even know that they have the power to affect change in their lives, let alone their communities or their families or the world. Mm. Uh, they're totally closed off from it. And I think that's something that you've, you've been taught or kind of shown. And then when you're in, you know, constantly reinforced with other people who think the same thing you do, if there's nobody around you who is aware of their own inner power, you're never going to realize your own either. Mm. Um, and that's, you know, really nobody's fault, but it is all of our responsibility to wake up. I really think that was maybe the single thing that was my own awakening and, and the pivot in my life was realizing how much power I had. It's, 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 it's honestly overwhelming at first because um, you go about your life thinking that everything's just happening to you. And then you start to realize, oh, no, wait, I can totally control, even just start with the simplest things in your day. And then once you start really mastering those, you're like, wow, I wonder if by stepping into my power, I can create a ripple effect. I can influence other people to step into theirs and they can share their gifts with the world. And it becomes this incredible healing effect from one person to the next. One person turns the light on and it's, you know, it's kind of like you, you know, light a candle on the flame and the flame, you know, the flame spreads. Hmm. I want to dive in because that idea of, um, you know, 
giving away your power, believing that you have power, self-empowerment, all of that stuff. Um, a lot of it comes from, I think, at least in our community, there'll be what we hear, what I hear, the emails that I get and that sort of thing is that a lot of times people feel like they're on the wrong track, right? And that they they don't know the right people to get them where they are or that power, you know, is something that you're either given or that you're born with or that it's intrinsically or inherently part of someone or not, or only men can have power. There's a lot of these myths um, that come with that idea of power. Could you touch on that a little bit more? Yeah, because none of that is inner power. Um, Your inner power is just looking at your life right where it is right now and saying, why is this happening and what can I do about it? And when you get into that mindset of what can I do about it, you start realizing just how much that is. Um, but, and, and I, I really do think that a lot of people are conditioned over time um, t- to be dissuaded from their inner power because there are some people who have it and don't want others to have it mm. uh, and don't want others to realize how much of it they have, how much change they can really affect. Everyone has an, an, an inner power absolutely everyone alive. I think that what they might be referring to is maybe privilege or something that you're born into. And that's very different. And that's a different topic, but inner power, we all have that. And we all have the ability to change our immediate surroundings and influence our community. And then very likely the world at large. And the thing is, is that yes, some people do start knowing people, but a lot of people don't. And either way, it doesn't matter. I didn't know anyone. You know what I mean? So many super, super successful people so far and beyond anything I could even hope to do in my life. I didn't know anyone. Look where Oprah started. She didn't know anyone, but she took one right step after the next and she figured it out. She became a problem solver, not a problem haver. You know what I mean? She was committed completely to creating her vision no matter what it took. It's so true. And I love what you said about um, people could confuse power with privilege. I've never heard of it that way. And that's a really great way of of putting it that, well, I must not have power because of X, Y, and Z when really it may be the privilege that you're kind of comparing and looking at. Well, yeah, because some people are definitely born into differing levels of, of privilege, but everyone has an inner power that we're all born with and just some people realize it or not. And so, you know, privilege might mean you're starting at step five versus someone who's starting at step one, but it doesn't matter. You need to start on the journey anyway. And I I really hear this from so many people, um, which is that I had to work twice as hard and twice as long as anyone else to get there, but it doesn't matter because I got there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And And, and it's, it's no, it's, is it fair? Of course not. Of course, of course, it is not fair. And we can all work as hard as we can to start leveling out the systemic injustices. Absolutely. From where you're standing in your vantage point, you can't let that dissuade you. You can't let that be your excuse not to be in the work. Right. Because it's like argue your your limitations and you get to keep them. (laughs) That's such a beautiful way to put it. Um, uh, uh, Do you know Tom Villeu? I might be pronouncing his name wrong. He does impact theory. No. 
because I actually just wrote an article about this because he did an interview where he explained, you know, nobody cares about your backstory. Nobody cares about, you know, what, what you came from, how hard it was for you. All you have to do is leave people in awe. That's it. If you want, if you aspire to any greatness in your life, your only job is to leave people in awe. Where you are and where you want to be is a gap of skill set. When you gain that skill set, you'll be able to awe people with what you can do. And, and, and he said in it, he was like, you know, if Jay-Z sat around all day and told you how hard he had it, you'd be like, yeah, he, he, he's right. <laughs> he did, you know, it right. was probably terribly hard beyond even what we can imagine, but he doesn't, he just leaves you in awe and that's why he succeeds. Yeah. I love that. I love that, that shift of thinking and, and seeing that. And I just want to add one more thing too. Um, another thing that we all have, or many of us have, that we can start using is the internet. A lot of the gatekeepers are gone um, to, to create content or really whatever we want to make or you know, businesses, art, whatever it is. It, it's, I'm not saying it's all gone. I'm saying a lot of it is gone. And a lot of it is now just showing up and doing the work and letting people find you. You know what I mean? I love that because it's true. And that's, again, it's just eliminating that other excuse of I can't get to someone or I don't, I don't have the know-how or I don't have the connections or, I mean, so much of, of what we need to at least just take that first step. You can Google it, Yeah, <laughs> easily oh find it on the internet. How incredible is that? Anything we want to do, we can Google it. Right. There's n- never been a generation before us that have been able to say that. We can pretty phenomenal at rapid speeds. We don't know how to do something. There's a YouTube video for it. You know, that is unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Mm. And we can create a medium through which we can start a business, become consultants, share our art, share our writing, whatever it is, and build these careers from the ground up and stop waiting for someone else to give us an opportunity and start manufacturing the opportunity for ourselves. We have this chance that we've really never had before in history. It's so true. Since I am all about habits and routines and goals for the new year, let's talk about healthy eating. Now, obviously, this is a hot topic for so many of us right now because I know that so many people are looking to revamp their eating habits in the new year. But I think so often we fall short because of a few things. One, it can be really time-consuming to cook fresh meals every day, especially as a parent. Two, it can be time-consuming and difficult to prepare and go to the grocery store and just have all the ingredients that we need for the week. And so if you're anything like me, what tends to happen is that we fall back on old habits of just ordering out all of our meals or snacking around meals or just grabbing whatever we find in the pantry and not really giving our bodies the nourishment that we need. But a really simple solution that I have found for the new year is HelloFresh. Whether you want to save money, eat better, or stress less, HelloFresh is here to help you do all three. Imagine having farm fresh ingredients and chef crafted recipes delivered to your doorstep, no grocery store chaos. Also, what I love about HelloFresh is that everything comes pre-portioned right to your doorstep, which is a huge perk for me because of the time savings, and there's less hassle and less wasted food. Another perk with me because with two small kids in the house, it is so easy for us to waste food. 
food and that drives me crazy. And even if there are nights where you barely have any time to cook, what you can do is check out their lineup of 15 minute recipes, which are amazing. These are great for those nights when you're just trying to catch up on all the duties and you just need a healthy but quick option. I made a really good chicken dish the other night and they also have some good vegan options. My husband is also gluten-free, so they have something for everybody regardless of what your dietary preferences may be, and this is huge for so many of us as I know. Now here is the big news. HelloFresh understands the breakfast game and how important getting protein first thing in the morning is. So HelloFresh is giving all subscribers free breakfast for life. Yes, you heard it right. A free breakfast item with every single delivery. I mean, who wouldn't want to wake up to that? We all know the importance of breakfast and getting that protein fix in the morning. And the fact that I just don't have to think about it just made HelloFresh a no-brainer for me this year. So that means you will enjoy a totally free breakfast item with every single HelloFresh delivery. So go to HelloFresh.com slash influencer free and use code influencer free for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while the subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at hellofresh.com slash influencer free with the code influencer free. Check it out and find out why HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. And I want to talk about, um, breakthroughs for a moment, because you do have a chapter. It's called Signs That Your Mental Breakdown is Actually an Emotional Breakthrough. And I would love for you to kind of walk us through some of those signs, because I feel like a lot of them, you know, you talk about if someone's constantly questioning everything, if um, they start to see patterns in something, if um, they start to feel really irrationally upset or angry, um, if they start to kind of question like who they are and, and is this, you know, is this the rest of my life? You know, all of those kinds of things, because I feel like that's a huge thing that we constantly hear in my community of when we start to feel stuck, when we start to feel like we just, we can't get to that next level and we're looking around and we're like, oh my gosh, I'm really starting to think something is wrong with me. Like, am I broken? Why can't I figure this out? Why am I not enough to figure this out? So I would love for you to kind of walk us through you know, how, how looking at it as a breakthrough and some of those signs, um, and how they can, they can actually serve us and support us. Mm. So not every breakdown is a breakthrough. A breakthrough has to be a conscious choice for what you do with the breakdown, because if you never make it through it, you're just going to keep breaking down. Um, so, so what happens during what we would call a breakdown, um, we are kind of overwhelmed with a rush of emotion. We can no longer deny what's wrong in our lives. Maybe something totally blows up, a relationship totally blows up. You know, we, we out of nowhere lose a job. We don't know what we're doing. It's, it's always some kind of catalyst that becomes this tipping point, which is really what a breakdown is, the tipping point. It's not like a spontaneous thing that happens. When we have a breakdown in our relationship, that relationship wasn't going well for a long time before that. You know, you, you, if you have a healthy, great relationship, if you have one problem or one thing happens, it's not going to wreck you. But one more problem on top of a relationship that's already very fragile and you already have issues, it's going to be a breakdown. And so at that moment, you are then forced to confront what has been wrong all along. It's the same thing with work. It's the same thing with life. It's the same thing with everything. 
The breakdown becomes a breakthrough when you become conscious of what the problem is. And usually it happens when your coping mechanisms don't work anymore. So you've known for a really long time, you're really unhappy at your job and you really want to take a leap. And, you know, you tell yourself whatever you have to tell yourself to, you know, avoid doing the work and making the change. And then you lose the job one day and then you kind of have this meltdown because all of a sudden you're forced to confront what you've really felt all along, which is this is so wrong. And now I have to do the thing that I'm really afraid of, which is figure out what's really right. So I want to repeat what I said before, which is breakdowns and breakthroughs. They're both tipping points. They are both the moment at which we can just no longer deny, well, a breakdown where we can no longer deny what's really wrong. And the breakthrough is when we are taking consistent effort toward our goals. And then all of a sudden we kind of, you know, there's one straw that in, 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 in the case of a breakdown opens you up. In the case of a breakthrough, there's one last thing that kind of pushes you over the edge. You have that tipping point, and then all of a sudden the success is flowing, things are coming together. But it's only because you took so much repeated action over time. It, it, breakdowns and breakthroughs, they're just not spontaneous things. They happen for a reason. Mm. And I want to chat a little bit about gratitude. Um, I would love to know your thoughts on how can gratitude change the way that you think? And do you have any sort of gratitude practices or tools that you use to help you continue to shift and change the way that you think? Yes, I have used, you know, but I should probably get back into it now that you bring it up. I've used gratitude journaling to affect so much change in my life where I would sit and write down and say thank you for things I didn't even have yet. Um, and that's because being thankful puts you in an energy of having and wanting and being unhappy puts you in an energy of lack. Um, I, I forgot who said this to me, but a, a long time ago, someone said, you know, where I had heard, when you are grateful, you attract immeasurably more. So the, the reason why we really have a lot of resistance to a gratitude practice or feeling thankful for what we have in our lives is because we think it'll stop. If like, we think once we're like, oh, thank you for this, it's like, okay, well, the universe doesn't need to deliver anything else because we said thank you and that's all. Right. <laughs> so true. <laughs> and that's not what happens at all. Because the second you're thankful, you're literally completely shifting your mindset and your energy to having. I have this. I'm so thankful for it. And so you start attracting more and more and more and more and more. And when you're in a place where you're not being grateful, you're kind of holding on to whatever scraps you have um, and keeping yourself in a state of, of wanting, of not having. So that's the way that I would practice gratitude. I would write down, um, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so grateful for my health, for my success, for what, whatever. And I would get specific about it too so grateful for my home, whatever it was. And it was kind of amazing how quickly that part of my life would transform. You know, it's, it's you know, such a popular quote, but it, it's so true here. When you change the way you think about things, the things around you change. It's so good. Um, what does influence mean to you? Wow. Great question. Um, I think it's when you're walking so steadily in your power, other people see it and want to mimic it. Oh, I love that. That's what I think influences. And I think that everyone 
has the potential to have a profound amount of influence on those around them. I really do. Um, I think that influence is really all that you can do for other people because I have learned and have been shown time and time again, you cannot save anyone else. You cannot. You cannot change them. They must do it themselves. And furthermore, they won't change until they want to change. So you can't save people and you can't change them. You can love them. You can try to inspire them and you can influence them. You can influence them to change, but you can't do the work for them. That's, that's, that is their own. Um, but the thing is, is that you don't influence someone by being like, you really need to change this horrible thing you do. Like they already know, you know what I mean? Like they already know it's a problem and you showing up being like, Hey, this is really bad. They're like, yeah, okay, thank you. That doesn't help me at all. And even telling someone what to do, that doesn't even really do it as much either. A little more, but you know, you give someone advice and they're like, all right, well, they'll take it when they're ready to take it. But you want to know what really, really makes people shift on their own is seeing someone else doing what they want to do. Mm. That's it. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be someone who's doing exactly what it is they want to do. They just see another woman walking in her power, another man, another whoever walking in their complete power, unapologetic, going after their dreams, healing, changing, growing. And they're like, yes, I want to do that too. And then they start doing it. Yeah, it's so true. And um, I, I love that idea of, of, it's kind of like, if you spot it, you got it. Wow. Love that. And so really, you know, what you see in other people, positive or negative, I mean, what you see in other people, you see in yourself, period. Oh. So, you know, if, if someone is doing what you want to be doing, if they're living the life that you want to live, I mean, if you spot it, then you have it within you. Um, I love how you put that. It is so, so incredibly true. The things we love in other people, we love in ourselves, hate in other people, can't see in themselves. Mm -hmm. That is so, I, the thing that I've always said is if you, if there's a desire that's in your heart, you have the capacity to meet it and create it, period. Uh, I don't desire an advanced degree in mathematics. I also don't think it's within my capacity to get it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like think of all the things you don't want right. that you definitely like probably couldn't get anyway. So you're like, okay, well, it doesn't matter. I don't want it. But if there are things you do want, if there's a desire planted in your heart, you have an equal amount of potential to make it a reality always. Yeah. And it may not be easy. You know, a lot of times that can be very overwhelming, but then that, I had a, a girlfriend of mine tell me once that overwhelm is just, overwhelm happens when you haven't caught up to what you've asked the universe for. Oh, but you're just, you're just mic dropping left and right. You're killing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're killing it. But that's, I always remember that because I'm like, yeah, if I feel so overwhelmed by all of this stuff and, but it's really, it's like you, you are creating this, you're manifesting this, you are capable of, and you just haven't caught up to the, to the gravity and the brevity of, of like the brilliance of all of this. Well, yeah. And you know, and that's exactly what it is. You have an equal amount of potential. It's just potential, but you have to actualize the potential, but you just have to know it's in there. The, the mm -hmm. possibility is there for you, but you have to, you know, create it. Well, what are some ways in which you help those create it? I know your books. Um, in my writing every day. Yes. <laughs> so 
consuming your incredible content. Um, Thank you. <laughs> along with the books, and if you want to share, I know that you have a lot more titles, books that you've written, the books, and then where else can someone kind of dive more into your work and what you do and kind of find you online? So the best thing to do would be, um, you can follow me on Instagram or my author page on Facebook. All right, that is it for today. Now, as you know, some of our best conversations actually happen after the show. So I want you to find me on Instagram, head on over to our Facebook group at the Influencer Podcast, and let me know your thoughts about today's show. All right, I will see you again, same time, same place next week.